بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم اما بعد وعن ابن مسعود رضي الله تعالى عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا حسد الا الا في اثنتين رجل اتاه الله مالا فسلطه على هلكته في الحق ورجل اتاه الله حكمه فهو يقضي بها ويعلمها متفق عليه continue the chapter which deals with generosity and magnanimity and spending in avenues by which we will earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala narrates from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam la hasada illa ifitnatain there is no jealousy in other words jealousy will be completely prohibited and not allowed except in two instances ulama ikram explain first of all that the word hasad which literally means jealousy in this context it will have a different meaning one is what we call the shari'i definition the islamic definition of what is jealousy jealousy is when you see something that you desire in the next person and this upsets you to such a level that you desire that that person should be deprived of whatever goodness you saw in him and that you on the other hand should acquire this this in every instance is totally haram and prohibited because first and foremost if Allah Ta'ala has blessed someone else with something we have to understand that that blessing that this person has is not an achievement of his own accord it is Allah's distribution now when you desire in your heart that he should be deprived of what he has then your objection is with who your objection is not with that person your objection is with Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala you are objecting to the distribution of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala which is totally haram and prohibited So Ulama Ikram explained that the word hasad in this particular context does not actually mean jealousy it has a slightly different connotation the closest thing in the english language to that for our understanding is perhaps envy in other words there is no desire or envy that will be permissible except in two instances and what is the difference between like we said envy or the arabic terminology that ulama ikram give in this context is the word ghibta now what does ghibta what is the difference between ghibta and hasad hasad is when someone else has something good you desire it for yourself and you desire that he should be deprived of it ghibta is where you see good in others and you desire it for yourself but you don't have this maliciousness in your heart against that person you don't desire that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should deprive that person of that goodness so in other words like i said for our understanding we will translate it as envy envy will not be permissible also except in two instances what are the two instances rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has mentioned 
رجل آتاه الله مالا فسلته على هلكته في الحق you observe that there is a person whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed with great wealth but Allah ta'ala together with the wealth has blessed this person with the quality of generosity and this person spends his wealth freely but there is one condition in this hadith Rasulullah sallallahu says fil haq this man is not just spending his wealth but he is spending it in the truth in other words in avenues which will take him closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ulama-i kiram say fil haq ay fil qurbi wa ta'at spending it on his relatives who are poor spending it in charity spending it on masajid building wells boreholes whatever it is spending it in avenues of khair spending it in a manner which is taking him closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and earning him his akhirat so when Allah ta'ala has on the one hand given a man wealth and then with that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him with the tawfiq and the ability to spend that wealth in khairat in good in charity in earning his akhirat then this is not something small this is a great blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is such a great blessing that Rasulullah said if somebody else sees this and he envies this then this is one type of envy that will be permissible for him also to desire that if only Allah had given me also such wealth and I also could spend it in, in the wujuhat in the avenues of khair and goodness so this is such a great thing that Rasulullah says that to envy such a person will be permissible so from this hadith we can quite clearly understand why Imam Nawi rahimahullah has introduced this particular hadith in this chapter because this teaches us what a great quality generosity is and how important it is in Shariat. Nabi Islam said, except in two instances, what is the second instance? Rajulun atahullahu hikmah fahuwa yaqdi biha wa yuallimuha. The second is that person whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed with hikmah. The word hikmat literally translates to wisdom. Allah has blessed him with great wisdom. فَهُوَ يَقْضِي بِهَا He rules thereby. In other words, if there is a dispute between two people that is brought between to him, he arbitrates between them in conformance with this hikmat, with this wisdom which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him. And very great second thing Rasulullah Sallallahu mentions وَيُعَلِّمُهَا And he teaches or imparts this hikmat onto others. He doesn't just keep it to himself. Day and night he's engaged in the dissemination of hikmah. Now what is hikmat in this particular hadith? What does, what does it mean? Literally translated it means wisdom. But what is meant in this hadith? Ulamai Kiram say a ilman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him with knowledge. Hal How great a blessing is the knowledge of deen. Allah Ta'ala poses a rhetorical question in the Quran. Hal Is it even possible? Is it even possible that the one whom we have given knowledge and then Someone we haven't given knowledge that the two can ever be equal? Impossible. Allah says they can never be equal. Such is 
the blessing of the knowledge of deen, that the moment a person is given that, he is elevated over the one who is deprived of the knowledge of deen. Hafiz Asqalani rahimahullah says that in this hadith, the word hikmat, although it means knowledge, but it is specific to the knowledge of Qur'an. A al-murad al-Qur'an. Why does he say this? Because we find in the hadith of Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, the Rasulullah said, لا حسد إلا فثنتين رجل آتاه الله القرآن فهو يقوم به آناء الليل وآناء النهار We find in another narration that is of Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, instead of the word hikmat is mentioned in the hadith that Rasulullah said that there is no envy allowed except in, the in, in two instances and the latter part of that hadith the second person is that person whom Allah has blessed with the Qur'an. And he lives his life or he is engaged in the service day and night of the Qur'an. In the riwayat of Bukhari, in the hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu, we find the wording is, لا حسد إلا فثنتين رجل علمه القرآن فهو يتلوه آناء الليل وآناء النهار فَسَمِعَهُ جَارٌ لَهُ فَقَالْ لَيْتَنِي أُوْتِيْتُ مِثْلَ مَا أُوْتِيَ فُلَانَ فَعَمِلْتُ مَا يَعْمَلْ We find in the riwayat of Bukhari Sharif, the narrator is Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu, where Rasulullah sallallahu said the wording of the hadith there is, there is no jealousy or no, there is no envy allowed except in two instances. The second part of the hadith, a person whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the knowledge of the Qur'an and he is engaged in the recitation of Qur'an day and night. A neighbor of his hears him or sees what this person is doing and he says, if only I was given, if only I was given this great blessing which my neighbor has been blessed with, then I also will do the same action which he is doing. And we find in another, yet another narration, it is mentioned, لَا حَسَدَ إِلَّا عَلَى اثْنَتَيْنَ رَجْلٌ آتَاهُ اللَّهُ مَالًا فَصَرَّفَهُ فِي سَبِيلِ الْخَيْرِ وَرَجْلٌ آتَاهُ اللَّهُ عِلْمًا فَعَلَّمَهُ وَعَمِلَ بِهِ The same hadith, but in another narration, is found with the following wording, لَا حَسَدَ إِلَّا عَلَى اثْنَتَيْنَ Envy will not be allowed except in two instances. One is that person whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed with wealth and he is spending it in the avenues of khair and good. And the second is that person whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed with knowledge. فَعَلَّمَهُ وَعَمِلَ بِهِ And what is he doing? What does he do with the knowledge which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him with? He practices upon it himself فَعَلَّمَهُ And he teaches it to others. So we find that the second part of this hadith, we find in certain narrations, the, the Sahaba narrate that Rasulullah said, Allah gives the person hikmat. In some narrations, the word ilm and knowledge is mentioned specifically. And in some, knowledge, in some narrations, the word the Qur'an is mentioned. In other words, specifically, the knowledge of the Qur'an. Ulama Ikram explained when it comes to Hikmat or wisdom or knowledge, they are generally three categories of people. The first category 
is that person who is miserly with his knowledge. Hatta ala nafsihi. Lam lam. They say one is that person who is miserly with his knowledge to the extent that he is miserly with his own self also. Lam yantafi'bihi. Fi nafsihi. Walam ya'mal bita'atillah. Walam yantahi an ma'asiyatillah. Allah gave him knowledge. Allah gave him the understanding. But he is miserly to this extent that he himself has not benefited from his own knowledge. He has not introduced it in his life. He does not practice according to that knowledge. Nor does he stop others who are engaged in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nor does he spread that knowledge. They say the example of this is the Jews or the Yahud. Allah ta'ala taught them what the truth was. When Rasulullah sallallahu came, Quran tells us, يَعْرِفُونَهُ كَمَا يَعْرِفُونَ أَبْنَاءَهُمْ They recognized him like they recognized their own children. They knew that this was the Nabi of Allah. Yet, because of their pride, their stubbornness, their arrogance, they deprived themselves of their own knowledge. Nor did they pass this knowledge on to others. So they say this is, as we mentioned, that human beings break down into three categories when it comes to knowledge. The first is this category. The second is Amila biha fi nafsihi lakin lam yanfa' biha ibadallah The second is that person who Allah has blessed him with knowledge. In his own life he practices according to the knowledge. But he does not teach others. He does not make da'wat and tabligh of his knowledge. He does not disseminate this knowledge to others. They say this is the second category of person. And they say the third, this person is better than the first type, but he is also still deficient. The third category, ulama ikram say, فَقَضَى بِهَا وَعَمِلَ بِهَا وَعَلَّمَهَا النَّاسِ فَهُوَ خَيْرُ الْأَقْسَامِ The third category of person is that person who rules according to his knowledge, practices upon it himself, and imparts this knowledge onto others, like our respected Bhaipadiya Rahmatullahi used to always say, learn deen, practice deen and pass the deen on to others. Ulama Ikram say, Fahuwa Khairul Aqsam. When it comes to the knowledge of deen, this is the best of categories. Then, just for our information, there is a fourth category of person also when it comes to the knowledge of deen. They say this category is a person who is jahil, ignorant. He is deprived of the knowledge of deen. Ulama Ikram say that this person is still better than the first group. Why? Because there is the hope that if Allah had given him the knowledge, he has this hope in his heart that if Allah had given him knowledge, then he would practice and propagate that knowledge. Nevertheless, one very important lesson we learn from this hadith, that when we see goodness in others, this goodness should inspire us also towards goodness. This Allah Ta'ala speaks of in many places in the Quran where Allah says, Sabiqu, Sari'u, outdo one another, compete with one another. Allah says, In this you should be competing with one another. Today, what are we competing with one another? He's got a better car, I want a better car. He's got a better house, I want a better house. He's, got, he's earning more, I want to earn more. That is in dunya. Unfortunately, the spirit of competition is there. What is this hadith teaching us? When you see a man spending in Allah's way, spending his, water, spending his money like water 
but upon the poor in charity. When you see this, desire this for yourself also. In other words, try and compete with that person. When you see a person, with, has, Allah has blessed him with the knowledge of deen, he is teaching others, propagating that knowledge, practicing that knowledge, arbitrating on the basis of that knowledge, then this should inspire within us also the desire that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should bless us also and we will also do that good. Allah give us tawfiq, subhanahu wa ta'ala.